It's time to get it, and you know how we get it. Americano! The podcast about all things business and personal growth with your host, Eric Vonheim. Today, I would like to welcome Michelle Endo to the show. Michelle, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. So where are we at today? Because I'm looking out from your one of your retail locations, and it looks beautiful. Where are we at? We're in very sunny Laguna Niguel this morning. Laguna Niguel. I mean, so are we in a are we in the middle of a heat wave? Because I feel like this last couple of days it's been warm, but we've had some situations where it's also rained just out of nowhere. Yeah, it's kind of a tropical type weather, which we never really get here in Laguna Niguel or Orange County. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely kind of bizarre, but yeah. who doesn't like the sun? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like, um, I don't know about your opinion, but I feel like when the sun comes out, people are just more alive. Yeah, absolutely. There's energy, there's, there's creativity, people are in a better mood, and then I feel like when the rain comes, people just sort of retreat. And shoom, 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 shoom. I agree. Exactly. So the, the community is buzzing this morning. It's a it's a beautiful day here for our audience. And uh, I'm sitting down with Michelle Endo of Good Choice Sushi. Now, who doesn't love sushi, Michelle? Who doesn't? Good question. It's a great question, right? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the business and how you came to get into the sushi industry. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I love sushi. I've loved it for many years. I was um, I was privileged at one point in my life to have traveled, well, a couple of times to Japan. And I've had sushi there, which was just phenomenal. And they have all these stand-up sushi bars, which are just incredible. And I want to hear, how does one get into the sushi industry? Well... Family-owned business. Um, this is one of two of our retail locations. And um, I grew up in the business. So okay. this location will be celebrating 23 years in December. Congratulations. Thank you. So same location, haven't um, expanded or anything, just exact same spot, 23 years. Um, my father learned Japan uh, sushi in Japan. Okay. Had an opportunity to come out here and started, um, has worked at many locations here, um, and realized, you know, if I want to be successful and yeah. be able to leverage my time, spend time with my family, he was like, how many California rolls do I need to make <laughs> in order to <laughs> be able to, you know, support yeah. golfing, surfing, um, being, spending time with family. And so, mm. you know, he opened him and my mom opened this location 23 years ago. And about eight years ago, um, my husband and I took over. Okay. And growing up, I never thought I would, you know, it wasn't embedded in me that, okay, you're going to be the second generation, this and that. I really had woke up one day and I said, I want to do this. Really? Now, do you think that your, that your parents at the time when they had created the business that they were, at least in their mind, thinking they wanted to create a family business that they would pass on? Absolutely not. Absolutely so. not. I don't think my parents thought that far ahead. Okay. And they've always allowed my sister and I to follow our dreams, do whatever we want, you know, be involved in anything we were interested in. And so I don't recall at any point growing up saying, you know, or any hints along the way mm -hmm. saying, hey, are you, you know. What do you think about the yeah. California rural business? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing like that. Um, but I think more so being in the sushi business, I think what attracted me Mm -hmm. You know, now I say I continue a legacy, um, but more of the service side yeah. and being in the service hospitality industry, I think is what 
really made me, you know, gear towards being a business mm -hmm. owner. And um, so it was, it was a less about actually being the sushi business and more about good customer service. I think so. Absolutely. Good customer service. And I say that now. I say, you know, we're obviously we're in the sushi business. We have two locations. Yes. Um, but that's kind of the standard. Yeah, we're selling sushi, but we're in the service business. Right. Like obviously, our quality is great. Fish is fresh. Um, service is good. But it's like, you know, being a part of a community. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just what's on our menu. Exactly. If that exactly. makes sense. It, it makes complete sense. I have this conversation often with, with people, which is, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. So how do you separate yourself? You can always care more. You can always compete on care. And I will tell you, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you can go into an establishment and they can have a great product or service, but, you know, the first person you interact with could be extremely rude. And you may not ever come back into that business again. And unfortunately, the owners may not even know about that. Oh, yeah, we come across that all the time. Um, and then, you know, throughout the years, it's like you realize that your day-to-day -day staff is your 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 front lines. Right. So they're, um, to be able to give them the support as much as they support you in, you know, owning and running a business. Um, so absolutely, that sets you apart. Um, and you can't, you know, get stuck on trying to be the sushi best sushi restaurant in town. I mean, it's like okay. a sushi nowadays you know it's 2019 there's a sushi restaurant almost in every corner right. so what sets you apart um and i feel like when you're like you know you're comparing apples to apples oranges to oranges you're comparing sushi to sushi exactly um, what sets you apart is the people who are here the atmosphere um and kind of the invisible message that you get mm -hmm. from walking in and out of an establishment mm -hmm. so i think that's a lot more important than what's actually on your menu Exactly. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and just sort of taking this back a little bit before we bring it full uh, to the to the present, uh, starting with your parents, you know, so I love the fact that the, the central question was how many sushi rolls or California rolls do I have to sell to just basically live life, enjoy life? Uh, I think that's a phenomenal question in itself. Now, when you saw your parents create this business, um, did your parents have any, I mean, what was their background? What was the what was the foundation um, to starting the business? I'm very interested in that. Foundation to start, I think, and you know, I've, I've had many conversations with my dad about, you know, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? Um, but he really, you know, first he, first of all, he liked to, so I guess it was embedded in me, work hard, play hard. Okay. So, and then. Which as, is, which is a great philosophy, by we the way. As we were little, it was, you know, if you want something, you work for it. So, you know, how it was, I was young. I remember our first day we opened, um, my mom brought me f after school from gymnastics class and okay. I was doing homework in the back. So that was your first was introduction first, to the business? Yes. Was it just surprise? Kind we're in the know, sushi business? You know, well, my dad was always a sushi chef. Okay. And so that was normal to us that he wasn't home at night because, you know, being in the restaurant industry, you work late nights. Um, and he was asleep by the time my sister and I went to school. So that was normal for us. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like all of a sudden we stopped seeing dad. Yeah. Um, but I think growing up, because the communication that my parents had, that it was a partnership, that they worked together to make this run, you know, and obviously to make ends meet. Yeah. Um, and for it to be successful to where we were able to go on vacation um you know cruising travel everything um so 
So you were a family unit in this situation. I mean, there was there was like an agreement. There was a conversation. There was, hey, we're we're working hard, but we're also going to play hard yeah. uh, in between. Absolutely. I think that when I think when families, especially ones that are that that run businesses, I think that when they involve the children and explain why they work so hard and and don't sort of leave that out there for the children to guess i think it brings some clarity and understanding of those children where they they get it they understand okay we're, we're working hard and and they also pick up some some great advice uh during the process right i mean they're going to see all the all those examples i think we you know i must have seen it from a different angle and then as i you know entered junior high high school college i had nothing to do with this the stores okay. believe it or not um, my sister did, you know, she hosted and she waited tables. Um, but it wasn't until I had that moment to where I was like, you know, I want to do this. You know, I, I kind of changed courses. Yeah. Um, what were you pursuing initially? I was a business major. Okay. Some business. Um, we had a business program at our high school. So that got me intrigued into business, not really knowing um, where I wanted to take it. Okay. But, um, you know, I've, I interned at a handbag place, um, cosmetic, you know, cosmetics, just girl stuff when yeah. you're, you know, that age. And then thinking you have that um, image of being a business owner. It's kind of cool. It's rad. And then um, it's funny. It's, you know, things just kind of intertwine and you end up where you're at and you look back and you're like, well, that was beneficial because, you know, now it's like the creativeness at the store, how to yeah. design something. And then um, so it wasn't until I had that aha moment that I was like, completely changed courses um, for my life. I mean, I was working an office job. I was in a relationship with someone who wasn't, you know, in the same office job type nine to five field. Okay. And then I was like, wow, this isn't for me. So I don't know if I had, you know, a crazy dream one night I woke yeah. up and it, looking back, that's what it feels like. Just you had an epiphany, a, re yeah. a realization. Yeah. But what's interesting is that you were studying business. So I think what I picked up on is that you had some type of desire early on to own a business or run to be the boss. To be the leader. I think, I, you know, I look back and I would say I probably did, mm -hmm. but I didn't really know what a business owner, like, you know, everything that entails to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, I, you know, I was just, it was kind of an up for challenge and I was like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so so we'll I kind of went out. into it blindly, but so I still don't have an answer for that to where I was a business major, but did yeah. I have a, you know, specific goal in mind to run this type of business, own this type of business. Right. Um, but I think, you know, it's interesting. I think a lot of entrepreneurs go into starting a business blindly, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that some people just get excited about whatever the product or service is and then just go. They just go forward, right, and say, hey, we'll figure it out. And so I think that's a fairly common story with especially small to medium-sized businesses, right? And then, of course, you learn some things along the way or you surround yourself with some good mentors and you figure things out and you refine your process and get better. So you're, you have this epiphany, this moment in time where you think, ah, I want to run the business. Now, what happens next? Do you just go to your, your parents and say, hey, we need, a, we need a team meeting here? Time to call a family meeting. I have some, I have an announcement I'd like to make. How does this happen? Yeah, something like that. And I remember approaching my dad and I said, you know, have you ever thought about letting me run the show? Really? <laughs> something, something, something like that. And he goes, why are you interested? And I was like, yeah, why not? And he goes, okay, are you sure? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Am I sure? Am I not sure? You tell me. Yeah. Um, so he was surprised. Because in my mind, I was, you know, he was like, oh, great. Yeah. You know, let's start the process and yeah. here we go. And, um, and then he says, well, you know, 
and my my father were both my parents you know not college graduates you know mm-hmm. got married came out here started because they you know pursued their dream of um or their passion of surfing. Yeah. Lived in Hawaii for a little bit, hence okay. why we have a Hawaiian vibe here. I love it. Um, and there's very Hawaiian vibe for our listeners out there. We have a surfboard on the wall, and we have an environment that uh, makes you feel like you're in uh, Hawaii right now. And you're always part of the Ohana when you come here. Which means family, right? That's right. <laughs> so back to what I was saying, um, you know, he says, not that I know a lot of what happens to second generation owned businesses, but I don't have a good impression on that. I'd hate to see you fail. So I'm not going to give you the business. Let me make that clear. <laughs> and he said, give me, give me some time to think about it. I'm okay. like, think about what? And he's like, how much? You, are you like, I'm your daughter. Yeah. I'm like, hi. It's not like, Hello, I'm have not you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he comes up with a figure and he says, if you can come up with this amount, basically, I don't care if you are going to get a loan from the bank work hard to save up, give me a down, you know, down payment. Um, he's like, I don't care. That's on your own. I'll let you figure that out. But when you come across this or you have an idea of when this amount is going to get put together, let's talk again. So he, he set an amount out there as the buy-in. Yeah, this was the buy-in. Pretty much. Now, did that come initially or was that after he had given some thought to the idea of you taking over the business? I haven't asked him that. So I don't know if he was just like... I got to figure out what's fair, but it's, you know, reasonable because she's my daughter. Hopefully he was thinking yeah. that way. <laughs> we got to get him on the show. <laughs> Part two to come soon. Because, you know, I, it's interesting you bring that up because as a, as a side, little side story, when I was younger and I was, um, I don't know, I think I was maybe 15, 16, I really wanted a scooter. These, one of these Honda Spree 50cc scooters. And I remember having the conversation with my parents about this and they said, listen, we're not gonna buy it for you. However, we will help you. So if you come up with half, we'll come up with the other half. And it gave me the incentive to find, and I got a job that summer. And I worked, I worked my tail off to make the, the money I needed to contribute to the, the, the fun to buy that scooter. Yeah, I do that to my eight-year-old and seven-year-old all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it's, it's a fantastic exercise, um, especially because it teaches the children at a young age that what it means to work for something. And I always, I personally feel like anytime you work for something and you have to shell out that cash on your own, you have a different association with yeah. whatever you're purchasing versus somebody just gives it to, it to you. And a deeper appreciation towards things. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so dad sets the tone. He says, listen, you need to buy, and I need a million dollars by next Friday. If you want in on this business. <laughs> so go do your thing. Do I don't you care how you Go do it, raise your capital, yeah. figure it out, sell lemonade, whatever it's going to have. What do you do? So at that point, I was, you know, working here full time. Okay. Thinking, okay. And then I had this idea, well, I want to, you know, I want to do this. And so just out of interest, I was like, you know, Dad, I'm going to change up the menu. Like, I'm going to design it differently. Like, you know, I'm a little more computer savvy than you yeah. are, so I can use Microsoft Word. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, you know, doing this late night, um, not going out with friends doing that. I was so intrigued on how to make things better, you know, with more quality or like just. Yeah. You're being creative. It was the ideas. creative side right. that it's, you couldn't do in the office environment. Right. Absolutely. So I was doing that. And then um, my husband, my husband also um, started working here. So we've known each other before we took over the business, got married. Um, but he was here 
So we were colleagues, I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, and he was very interested. Did you hire your husband here? I didn't. My dad did. Okay. So you basically <laughs> your dad picked out your future husband. Uh, yeah, pretty basically. <laughs> <laughs> he, he might have had this already. Like, I some, this some strategy here. Your dad's a very, very shrewd man, I can tell. So we're working, you know, and then him too being so interested or having a dream to op- run a business or open a business um, and being in hospitality and restaurant, you know, we'd spend a lot of late nights um, and that drew us closer. You know, we both had goals that aligned with one, you know, each other to yeah. um, one day open a restaurant and then, I mean, opening our second location, that was entirely different conversation. But um, just, you know, step one was to own operate mm-hmm. and be somewhat successful yeah. um so we were doing that and then i was i had an, another aha moment saying okay dad told me to come up with this figure which sounded outrageous and i'm like what am i gonna have to do like mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to slave myself and like not sleep and try to save this because what was your reaction when you when your dad came up with that amount and i asked this question because i'd imagine there's two types of people one individual goes okay great and this is laser focused on how they make that money mm-hmm. The other person being, you know, family says, what the heck? <laughs> what? I was the first one. Okay. I was like, all right, no time to even like, you know, continue yeah. or get more details about this. I'll get I'm going to go out and go make some money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's what's my personality. I think it still is. So um, you went off because you, you, you went off and just, just chased it on your own. You wanted this for yourself. Yes. You didn't want the handout. Yes. Why didn't you want the handout? I don't know. I mean, back then or even now, it was like maybe it's just a parent-family, you know, relationship that it was like you don't really say no to your dad or your parents, yeah. right? So, so out of respect, I have to raise this money. Right. Okay. I'm like, okay, well, if that's what it takes, then it is what it is. It is what it is. So I thought, okay, so my husband and I got married, and I was like, oh, look it. This is going to be a faster way to come up with this money. We're <laughs> going to join. <laughs> We're going to join forces, partner Strategy. up, power together. We're going to double our money. So we came up with that, you know, and then in the process of doing the transition, I mean, it went through escrow, went through everything, title changes. Um, So he held up his end of the deal. He was like, wow, Michelle, you did this pretty quickly. How long did it take you? Two and a half years, I think. Two and a half years. And during that time, were you communicating with your parents or at least your dad about where you were at and the funding and how things are progressing? I mean, because that's that's a lengthy lengthy amount of time. Yeah, we were. um, Every now and then... um, you know, when I'd visit my parents at home, my dad was always in his office, you know, doing all this stuff, which I do now uh, when I go home from work. So I get roles. it, yeah. Um, and then if it comes up in the conversation, he's like, hey, well, we're getting close. So then he'd encourage me as, you know, the father figure saying like, wow, you're really like sticking to your plan. Like you're becoming an adult. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we'd check in every now and then. And then um, I remember, so throughout the process, my father had a stroke. Okay. And so it kind of sped up the process. So I don't know if, you know, things, I, I always believe in that things happen for a reason. And so that morning that I actually was supposed to meet with him, drive to do our final paperwork um, for the escrow close mm-hmm. and, you know, title ship, uh, title change, I actually drove him to the emergency room. So he's, you know, I mean, he's, you know, that was seven years ago. He's doing great. And, okay, good. Um, traveling right now. So, but it's funny how. So is he fully retired now? Yeah, fully retired. Watches our kids. Watches the kids. He's grandpa. 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 Probably a harder job than being a business owner, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a greater responsibility, I'm sure, right? So, you you know, it's almost interesting because you you set your your parents up for those retirement years. 
Now, did you feel like, do you feel as if your dad retired too soon or too late? I mean, or did he retire at the right time? Or did it all just magically work out from your perspective? I think it were, I think the hardest part through, throughout this, I don't know if he enjoys retirement because he, he was, you know, he's started this from nothing. Yeah. And then being immigrants from Japan, like even harder. I mean, sometimes I have my parents say, hey, Michelle, I got this letter in the mail. Can you look it over? I'm like, how did you raise us here? <laughs> you know, I'm like, really? I don't know if you're being so dependent because I'll be like, sure. I'll look at it. I'll take care of it for you. Yeah. Um, but so I don't know if that was the right. It's good for him that. Know he's retired now. I feel like he kind of has too much time on his hands sometimes. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, 30, 40 years being in the industry, and then you deserve a dad. <laughs> exactly. And you know, it must be such a great feeling for your father, your parents, both of them, to see you and your husband continue to, you know, this legacy. And what's interesting is it's almost as if you and your husband share a similar story to your parents you know, that shared value and alignment of running the business and, and building something for your, for your family to take care of them so you can work hard and play hard. Yeah. <laughs> so as, as a business owner over these years, what are some ad pieces of advice that you would give to other entrepreneurs that are starting out in a, in a similar, similar fashion as you did? What are some of those moments or pieces of information that if you go back and, and change or, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any, a few things on your mind that you're like, ah, this one time, or I would do this differently or something to that effect? I think I would start um, networking and surrounding yourself with like-minded people, like, you know, like, um, like, uh, what's it? you know, other business owners or be just being in that atmosphere, being, you know, having the opportunity to have a seat at the table um, a lot sooner than I guess what I started okay. um, being involved in the community more with like-minded leaders, um, this and that, <clears throat> because I think that's helped me grow professionally and personally. Okay. And so I started doing that probably about four years ago, um, being a part of, you know, local chambers and then other leadership groups. Um, but that's something where you can, you know, bounce off ideas and they can relate to you because they've, they've experienced the same thing. Yeah. And so... A little piece of advice, I would say, you know, it's never too late to start, you know, get involved. Build your network early. Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you point, bring that up. It's, it's definitely something I've also talked about with my students because at the college, you know, sometimes students feel as if they are not ready to start because, well, they're still in school. And I always express to them that, listen, your network starts here. Mm -hmm. You know, build your professional Rolodex here. Get on LinkedIn have a nice profile, just, it's okay to identify yourself as a full-time student. Start cultivating those relationships now, learning how to do this here as a test environment. <laughs> so yeah. when you get out there, cause it's never gonna end. And what do they say? Your network is your net worth. Absolutely. There's so much power to those words right there because it's absolutely is, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, who you know. It's not what you know, it's who you know, know, right? And I think in many ways, and um, I don't know if you would agree, but just being resourceful, uh -huh. right? I mean, as an entrepreneur, it almost uh, forces you to be resourceful, to figure things out, to be creative, because you're put in these situations that sometimes are very uncomfortable as to, what do I do? How do I solve this, right? These fires, how do we put out these fires? And I think, um, you know, it's, you're no different than I am, so I know, you know, being, I guess, more so younger entrepreneur, you know, I started the store with a kid and pregnant and, you know, now I have three and 
juggling oh. kids, family, you know, staff, everything. Um, and you have so much energy. <laughs> For our listeners out there, Michelle, and I've, I've seen Michelle throughout the community. She is just always fired up, energetic. She's on it. She doesn't play around. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Are, do you drink Do you drink coffee? Yes. Okay. I do. I love coffee. Yes. Yes. The, the, so you drink Americanos like me. Then. I do. <laughs> so this is perfect. There's our kinship. So yeah, I mean, raising a family and, and doing all that and, and run, building the business in the other location? Yeah. You know, you just... I, I enjoy it because I think it's, I'm so passionate about being, you know, part of the community, just being, you know, being able to either feed people great food right. or being a resource for somebody, you know, being in the space and um, connected to a lot of people in the community or outside the community. Um, it really fills my, fills my heart, fills yeah. my soul. So it, I get up excited every day. You're excited. Um, and lately, you know, because... I'm not here as often. I so part of that was being able to grow a strong team. Okay. Um, and that was a, a huge personal struggle for me because, you know, I was just told to do it. I did it and I tried to do it 10 times better. Yeah. <laughs> so for me to delegate, to teach somebody how I wanted it done um, and for them to execute that and do it, you know, and is that was a growing process. Last question. What is the last random act of kindness that you did for another individual and how did it make you feel? So even with our businesses, I like to, we, we do a lot of community events and it's usually geared towards kids. Um, I think they're the next leaders of the world. Um, and so everything we involved and for me to be hands-on and is involved with schools and local communities, um, local groups. So I was with my youngest at Target the other day. I love Target, by the way. Yeah. Target. 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 I like it. So we're in Target and um, in the electronics section and a teenager, probably 11, 12, 13 or so, is in line wanting to buy headphones with like both hands full of change. So I'm looking at him thinking like, okay, I wonder, you know, is he, his parents weren't around yeah. in the summer so he could have walked across the street to got buy headphones and I'm like looking at him and you know, he's paying for his earphones. With coins. With coins. I think he had one gift card that the checker said, oh, you have, that, that has $3 on it, so here's the rest of your belt. Okay. Um, I think you know where this story is going. He didn't have enough. So I just pictured him, you know, saving up, you mm -hmm. know, this and that. And so, you know, without a doubt, I was like, you know, I got the rest of it. And he was so grateful. He was crying. He was like, thank you so much. And like, try to give me back the change, like 46 cents. Oh, my I passed off like a dollar. Michelle, that is awesome. Uh, but small things go a bit, you know, long way. So hopefully he takes that and. remember. He'll remember that. I hope so. Or does, you know, something kind for somebody else. Yeah. Soon or later or whenever. But so that was my. I guess random, but I, I would do that, that for, you know, anybody. So you would do that, that if I was at Target with a hand? Totally. Okay, fantastic. Hopefully we uh, run into you at Target someday <laughs> uh, when I need headphones. That is a fantastic story. So where can people find you, Michelle? Where, where can they be? Let's talk about the locations. How can people find you here in Laguna Niguel? So Eric, you and I are sitting at our Laguna Niguel flagship location um, in Orange County. On social media, you can find us, um, GC Sushi. Good Choice Sushi, short for Good Choice Sushi. GC Sushi also on Instagram. Not too very active on Twitter. 
Um, and then our other location is located um, along the coast in Capistrano Beach, Dana Point. So that one is Good Choice Sushi by the Sea. And the view is phenomenal oh, there. Different sunset, color sunset every night. So yeah. You have to visit us at both. Um, that one online, we're GC Sushi by the Sea. Well, I want to thank you so much for being part of the show, Michelle. Um, I really appreciate your time and getting to know a little bit more about you and uh, the business and how it came to be. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure.